Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's go to the Word of God. Acts chapter 9 is where we turn our attention in this service. I want to read a longer passage today. Typically, I try to condense the reading, but this passage is so necessary to read it in its totality. Beginning at verse number 3. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, New Living Translation, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground, heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do men with Saul stood speechless for they heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one Saul picked himself up off the ground but when he opened his eyes he was blind so his companions led him by the hand to Damascus he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink Now, there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling, Ananias, yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now, and I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, that's good, isn't it? But the Lord said, go for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the king and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid hands on him and said, Behold, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight. 
and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, ate some food and regained his strength. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. You can see why we had to read all of that. Verse number 17 is where we utilize our launch pad. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to get your sight, but I also want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me show you something. That's my subject. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. It's, it's almost interesting how God can reveal things to us. And a still, small voice. Let me show you something. Something about yourself. Something about your surroundings, something about the company you keep. Let me show you something. Sometimes that's what happens when a salesperson is trying to get you to purchase a particular product. And then they will do a demonstration, convincing you that you can trust this product. Let me show you something. That's a part of what happens and happened and happening in the life of the believer because we are experiencing moving from one degree of grace to the next. And at each point, the Spirit is speaking. Let me show you something. Let me, let me show you. Let me perhaps give you a sense of caution where you are going in a, in a sense hard in a direction. You've not prayed about it, but you move in this direction. And many times that is what has happened is that we move in directions and then we want God to bail us out. We pray for America. We pray for our persons who are on Capitol Hill, who are dragging on making bad decisions. And you do understand that the decisions they make land hardest in our community. That's what happens. They can drag on all they want about the debt ceiling and where we don't want to raise and monies and all of these kind of things. 
and there's great debate going on. And I'm reminded, even as we go through this period of time, of the need for dependence and trust in God. If we were not believers, this would, this would re be, really would even be more so a time of high anxiety. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible time. They talk about how the economic markets can be affected. And matter of fact, here we are in 2023, and they say that we could have the same kind of impact of 1923. Let me show you something. A few weeks ago, I preached the message, and it is true, and it said, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. So even in a moment like this, I, I, I say that moments like this still prove to be moments in which our Christian witness can shine brightly. There was something shining brightly in this particular text as Saul was on his way to Damascus. He, he had an agenda. And on that agenda and during that time he is stopped in his tracks and impacted so much that he does not even feel the need or is unable to even eat three days. The interesting thing about the number three, Dr. Felton, that we understand that sometimes that's how God can work. And so it is in this particular moment that we realize that Saul must have an encounter. Must have it. And here's the point. God ultimately wants his children to see in spite of being spiritually blinded. Before Saul was physically blinded, he was already spiritually blinded. He thought he had good vision. And that's why Jesus, in the form of spirit, let me show you something. Because in, he is engaging in a conversation, and the conversation is particularly meant for him because the other persons around him heard a voice but could not comprehend what the voice is saying, nor did they see a person. But there is a voice. And, but Saul, on the other hand, and again, I preached last weekend about this sense of clarity. Saul clearly heard what Jesus was saying. And it says he had a little talk with him. And that talk was going to be impactful in his life. And Ananias was one who came in, laid his hand, and he calls him Brother Saul. And 
up to that point, they had not had any kind of brotherhood. But in this moment, because Jesus had also had a conversation with Ananias, he said, I want you to go. Then there's a gentleman praying, and he's praying that he's going to, and that you're going to show up. He does show up. Saul, Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's my assignment. My assignment is to come into this room and I am an instrument in the hand of God. The text I preached last night says he was a godly man. And so he would, and so he would, would, would listen to God. And, and, and 18, instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. Something was blocking his vision. Then, of course, regained his sight, got up, was baptized. Then, of course, they said he got some, he got some food, and the food helped him to regain his strength. Let me show you something. Somebody sent me a text last night, and uh, they, wanted, they wanted to know what my prediction was of the game. They said, who's going to win tonight? And my text back to the person was, this game is, and this was, was, this was the first half. I said, this game is going down to the wire. I didn't know how close to the wire that it was going. But that's but that was my that was my response. It's going down to the wire. And then of course, I thought it was over when Jimmy Butler went to the foot foul line, hit three foul shots. I said it's it's not looking good. Then there's a miracle shot, a miracle tap-in that at first moment they said it was after the light went off. But then they hit the rewind button. They realized it was on time. The gentleman who did it, Derek White, was, was in tears. You don't ever know how, when, why God showed up in this moment in Saul's life. And he is going to be forever impacted. That's the first thing I need to say to you. Second thing, second thing you need to realize is that God can disable efforts not ordained by him. You can have your plan, but God has his plan, and God can overrule your plan. Let me show you something. Saul, I know what you've done. I know what your history has looked like, and I'm going to overrule your plan. 
I'm on, he's go, he was, and this is not the first time he was on this kind of mission. And this time he's on this same kind of mission, but all of a sudden, there's a shift. Somebody in this room, somebody listening to me right now, knows something about the shifts of life. You had one plan, God has another plan. And then I'm moving now in a new direction. Let me show you something. And you move, blessed by God. And again, we understand right here in this text that we realize that he's trying, he's moving with a sense of urgency. And then he has to have a conversation. He's on a mission, verse number three. Then that light came from heaven suddenly, shining all around. It fell to the ground. Matter of fact, the light was so impactful that it made him fall. Then he hears the voice. Saul? Saul? Why are you persecuting me? And Saul already making a shift. Who are you? Lord. Mm. He doesn't just say, who are you? He says, who are you, Lord? He's already realizing that something unusual is happening. He's not quite ready because transformation sometimes is not instantaneous. It is, it is a movement. He knows, he has sense enough to know that he has been knocked to the ground. And also he has sense enough to know that he's talking to somebody who's calling him by name. That voice, verse 5, says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now, get up. Go into the city, and you will be told what to do. That's what he told him. He, he, he was there, he was laying there, and Jesus says, I want you to get up. Go into the city, and I'm not giving you in your instructions now, but I will give you your instructions later. Only thing I want you to do right now is get up and go. I'm not giving you, I'm not going to give you a preview. I'm not going to tell you what's up the road. I'm not going to tell you what this assignment is going to be, going to include. I just want you to get up and go. Sometimes that's what God is simply asking you, get up, go. See, some of us, we want everything explained to us before we get there. What's going to happen? What should I anticipate? No, I want you to get up and I want you to go. And he don't even know that his going was going to be challenged. That he's going to be humbled even more so. Because in order for him to get from, one, from point A to point B, he was going to need somebody to serve as his C&I dog. As somebody, as a companion, was going to have to lead him because he could not see. 
I'm blind. And for three days blind. And, and, and this blindness had humbled him. You know, he, he had to have been a, a very, you know, proud individual. But now, push pause button. Some of you, you think you got it going on. Then all of a sudden you get sick. And you laying there. You can't do what you want to do. You got somebody helping you to try to make it along. I've been there. I've been there helpless. During, during the pandemic, it got COVID, wiped me out. And, 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 and I'm the type of person, I almost feel sometimes nothing going to wipe me out. Here I am, pitiful. Wife asked me what you want for breakfast, what you want for lunch. I got no energy. I mean, I, mean, I remember the day, the weekend I got COVID. I remember I got it. I said, no, no. I, I, I said, I, I resisted in the name of Jesus. I went to Outback, got me a good meal. I said, I'm going to stake it on down. Got me a nice steak with shrimp. I'm going to have a good meal. Take some vitamins, and then I'm going to rise. And next day, uh, I was laying there. Absolutely no energy at all. Totally wiped out. Looked at my watch. I said, no, I said, I'm going to get up at 8. 8 came, no. I'll get up at 9. No. Y'all know I love breakfast. I'm going to get up by 10 to get, so I can go get me some breakfast. No. Perhaps I can get up by 11. No. 12, is that a possibility? Finally, my wife says to me, she said, you need to make a phone call. <laughs> and thank God I made that call. They gave me my prescription. Glory to be to God. Come on, somebody. I thank God. I had, I had absolutely no energy at all. Paul then saw he was in a pitiful position. And I'm, I'm, what I'm saying, some of y'all can relate to it too because you've been there. You, you know that, that, that COVID thing can knock you out. I mean, it, it can just zap you. Now, there's a few of y'all, because I shake it. It was not much for me. Well, it was a whole lot for me. It got my attention. That's all I'm going to tell you. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why, why are you acting like this? The men, the men around him, they, they didn't know. They, they heard a voice, but they didn't see anything. You know, we heard it, and we heard some, but we don't really understand what it is that's going on. At the same time, there's another conversation going on with a man by the name of Ananias. The efforts that Saul had had been disabled. It was not ordained by God, and at this moment, there was going to be a shift in everything. But here's my third point. 
God used people, or you could even say uses people, who, let's come at this, let's, let's, I'm going to rework that point. God uses people who might not see the possibilities. He uses people who might not see the possibilities. He uses, what happens, what happens? Ananias, I need you to go and I need you to have an encounter with a man by the name of Saul. Look at, look at the scripture. The scripture says that as he, he says, the Lord, talk, he exclaimed, Ananias, I've heard. And then and, and Ananias, Ananias is responding back to the Lord. Because Jesus says, I want you to pray. Verse 12, I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias. That's you coming in, laying hands on him. So he can see again. His name, I'm going to tell you his name now. His name is Saul. He's from Tarsus. And he's praying right now. While I'm talking to you, I got him in my other ear. Come on, don't miss this now. I'm talking to you, but I have him in my other ear. And he's praying to me right now. And while I'm talking to you, I'm showing him a vision. I, I, can, I can chew gum and walk. I'm talking to you, but I'm moving in his life. I've told him that you're coming. And all you got to do is go. Let me show you something. I'm showing you that, that God can work, not get confused, blessing over here, blessing over there, taking care of us wherever we are, God is. Mike, that's what's going on. That's how he's moving. Here it is. This, this, this man who really had some questions about this assignment. He said, Lord, verse 13, I've heard people talk about this brother. And you want me to go pray for him? I mean, I mean, I mean, don't you know what he's done? Don't you know his, his rep is not good? He's done some terrible things. I, I, I got some friends. I got some friends live in Jerusalem. They told me about him. He said, man, there's a guy named Saul. He's a crazy brother. And I do, I do believe he's a brother too. Amen. I, I, I believe he's a brother. And, 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 and he, he's authorized. And he, he, he is authorized by leading priests. They, they've told him that he can arrest anyone who calls on the name of Jesus. He, he's enjoying it too. And then he says, 
verse 15, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You chose him? Here I am, godly man, praying and all of that, and yet for this assignment, you choose him? I mean, come on. I mean, how, how effective can he, he ever be? Nobody's going to listen to him. I mean, when folks see him, they're going to have flashbacks. I'm not asking you to get into a debate with me. I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm not going to give you my rationale. I, I am just giving you an assignment. And, and I, I, I believe, I believe Ananias is, is, is faithful and um, he says, I've chosen, I've chosen Saul to be my instrument. He, he's going to, he's going to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings. And, and, and I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for my sake. I, I'm going to show him some things. I, but, but he's the one that I want to give this assignment to. Now, here's the thing. I believe, Sister Kimbrough, that I believe, my belief is that Ananias probably said, oh, Okay, if that's what you want me to do, I'm going to do it. If now you ask Ananias, do you really think? No, no. I'm not going to question God. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. But his humanity had to be saying to him, are you sure? Sometimes there are things God is going to ask you to do. And you're almost going to ask God, are you sure? You're telling me to pay my tithes and my money is running short. Are you sure? You're telling me to witness to somebody and, and they just been just straight up evil. Are you sure? I need you to go. I need you to lay hands. And that's what he does. He goes, he finds Saul, he laid his hands on him. Now, at least he came in there with a good attitude because he called him Brother Saul. <laughs> Amen. You, you, know, you know folk who do that to you, they try to soften you up. And then, hey, 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 bro, hey, bro, you know, they're getting ready to ask you for some money or something. <laughs> Brother Saul, he came in, at least he's going to fake being positive. Brother Saul, let me lay my hands on you. He laid his hands on Saul. Then all of a sudden, something starts to happen. Even though he had disbelief, 
something starts to happen. I wish I had a witness in here. Even when you don't believe, just trust God. Step out on faith. He will make a way. He will show up. He will speak to you. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me that you might regain your sight. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And instantly, scales, something like scales, fell from his eyes. He got his sight back. He got up. And he's once he got up, he said, I got to go back down again. I'm going back down to be baptized. Hallelujah. I don't need a whole sermon. All I need, I just got. I had a little talk with Jesus. Hallelujah. I was blind for three days. But right now, I can see. And since I can see, I got to go back down one more time. One time for the Father. One time for the Son. One more time for the Spirit. And when he got up, he, he got up with new power, new authority. I got a new name. I got a new name. I got a new attitude. I will. I, 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 I will praise his name. Somebody said, who's going to believe him? Who's going to trust him? Yes, but I put my trust in the Lord. Is there anybody here? You got that same testimony. I put my trust in the Lord. My family, my finances, my future. I put it in your hands. You have great hands. And you're all, all right. Give him some praise. Give him some praise, because every time I turn around, he keeps on and on and on blessing me. Jesus, my redeemer. Jesus, my answer. Jesus, whatever I need, God's got it. I love you, Lord. I I. I, I, I love you. I love you. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, I will bless your name. Something about that name. Wonderful. Counselor. Prince of Peace. Mighty God. He's everything, everything. Doctor, Sister Alice in a sick room. Lawyer in a courtroom. 
mother for the motherless, father for the fatherless. Can nobody, can nobody do me like the Lord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you something. 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 He's still showing us something. Every day you get up, he's showing you something. Hallelujah. When you look in the mirror, I'm trying to shut it down. But when I think about God, Every door he opens, every prayer he answers, every pain he intercepts, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Come on. Let's give him some praise. Come on, clap your hands. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I love you, Lord.